Welcome to God's Design for Your Life. Now, before we begin this first session, I want to give you a quick peek into these studies. Now, each week, one of our hosts will talk about insights into God's design for your life from the stories of King David. Now, the first lesson is so important that I'm going to give it away to you. What you're doing right now, being a part of a small group, having fellowship with other believers, is the first lesson in God's design for your life. David was only able to overcome his challenges and experience God's design for his life with the help and support of a small group of friends around him. Through David's example, you'll learn that one of the most important things you can do to experience the blessed life God has planned for you is being in a small group. To emphasize this point each week, you're going to hear the story of someone who has experienced the benefits of being in a small group and what it has meant to them personally. These people aren't pastors or actors. There are a few of the members of our church in small groups. You'll be inspired by each one of their stories. Finally, you're going to experience the benefits of being in a small group by practicing the lessons you'll learn from King David's life. These experiences will help you to help each other embrace the life God has designed for each one of you. Now, these lessons will help you discover God's design for your life and help your small group to continue growing together long after this study is over. I know firsthand the benefits of being in a small group. My current small group has been together since 2002. And we've experienced many different ups and downs. One personally to us is when we discovered that my son was diagnosed as a special needs kid. It was a painful experience for my wife and I. It was a rough time for us. But do you know what our small group did for us? They didn't give us all these words and they didn't solve it. But they were just with us. As Romans 12, 15 talks about, it was just weep with those who weep. Don't fix those who are weep. Just weep with us. But we've been through so many different life experiences between the impact of our kids, kids going to school, kids going to college, to being able to see you know, people out of work, all the different things in life between marriage hiccups and, and just all, everything you can imagine. These are the things that you're going to experience in your group. The ups, the downs, the vacations together, the hanging together. But through all this, you'll see that God has a design for your life. Now, I'll be back in session four to help lead your group in one of the most important pieces in Christendom, and that is taking the Lord's Supper or taking communion. And at the conclusion of the final session, I'll explain the next steps for your group that you'll take after you've completed this study. Now, have a great time together and enjoy this study. Challenges, giants, impossible situations, and we all have them, right? I mean, in our families, in our friendships, in our careers, in our relationships with God sometimes, and even within ourselves. How do we overcome these giants when sometimes it just seems like it's out of our control? Well, that's what this study is all about. 
we're going to practice five of the simple tools that King David used in order to help him prepare to face the giants in his life over and over again. Now imagine this. The great Christian leader of your nation announces he's coming over for dinner. And not only that, but in front of all your family, he announces that you're to be the next leader of your nation. How would that affect you? I would hope that if it was me, that he would take some time to help me prepare for that calling, that he would give me some tools or skills that would help me succeed. Well, that's actually the real life story of David in the Bible. As a teenager, the prophet Samuel came to David's house and announced that he would be the next king of Israel. Now, David went on to accomplish his life purpose, overcoming impossible tasks and giants to become Israel's greatest king. Now, we all have a calling from God, and if we're honest, it can often feel just as impossible for us as it was for David to become king. How do we overcome these giants in our lives? Well, Jesus was clear that with man, it's impossible, but with God, all things are possible. So what does that mean? Do we just sit around and wait for God to do something, or do we have a role to play? And how does this group of almost random people you're meeting with, what role do they play in helping us face our giants? Well, we're going to explore the answers to these questions in the study. One of the centerpieces of this study is helping your group, whether you're a brand new group or you're a group that's been meeting for a while, become a community that helps you become who God made you to be. God brought an incredible group of people around David. He brought warriors, administrators, prophets, and all these people together became great. No individual could have accomplished what they accomplished as a group. David, without those around him, would have never become Israel's greatest king. Well, in the same way, your group has the potential that together you could propel each other to who God has you to be individually. The Christian life is not supposed to be lived isolated or in an individual. It's, it's supposed to be a lifestyle in the community with close friends the, with those around you. Over the next five weeks, we're going to examine five simple tools that empower David to overcome his giants and become known as Israel's greatest king. These five weeks are not ordered chronologically in the life of David, but rather in the level of depth that these values are experienced in your small group. David had a number of deep relationships with other people around him. These are people that were crucial to David eventually becoming king. These people were, in, his, in essence, his small group. They saved his life numerous times, fought by his side, and served as his bodyguard. These were men he was willing to risk his life for, and they were willing to risk their life for him. Their friendships were really covenant relationships, and these friendships are built on the promise of acting the best interest of the other person. Relationship David and his inner circle that they would die for. Now let's look at one of the most unlikely friends David had in Jonathan. Jonathan's father, Saul, was the king of Israel, which made Jonathan the heir to the throne. See, you think conflict between David, the anointed by Samuel, and Jonathan, the crown prince, you'd think it'd be inevitable, yet they forged the deep friendship based on mutual respect for each other and God's calling on their lives. The start of their friendship occurred right after David killed the giant Goliath. Now we'll dig into that story in a few weeks, but after David kills Goliath, the Bible records David 
and Jonathan's first meeting in 1 Samuel chapter 18. After David had finished talking with Saul, Jonathan became one in spirit with David, and he loved him as himself. And Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as himself. Jonathan took off the robe he was wearing and gave it to David, along with his tunic and even his sword, his bow, and his belt. We aren't given any reason why Jonathan loved David, but his act of love to begin that covenant relationship, it was extreme. He took off all of his weapons, which were his protection, and his robe, which were a sign of his power and authority, and he gave them to David. David could have killed him right there. He was the largest competition for the throne, and that guy had just given him his clothes and his protection. But he didn't. Because in a covenant relationship, vulnerability is honored and protected. This dangerous gesture by Jonathan models how we build relationships. First, we leave our weapons and our protection and our masks and we quit faking that everything is okay. And we practice openness, honesty and vulnerability. This gives us the chance to be known and accepted as we truly are. And people with great purpose but also with some great weaknesses. We all have them both. We are created in the image of God. God put His greatness in us. But because we live in a world that's marred by sin and with issues, we have this weakness as well. Being real about who we are, where we've come from, what we've been through, allows us to be known and it frees us from both our past struggles and our current ones. It builds relationships that bring support in the challenges and struggles of life and also helps us celebrate the blessings and the victories. The second step is that we give authority to the people around us that we're building relationships with. Sometimes this is called speaking into our lives. Now we all need people who are willing to say to us, Brandon, you're being a huge idiot right now. Or, Brandon, hey man, I think that's a great decision, but I just don't know if it's the right choice for you in your life right now. Now, I'm not giving anybody control of how to run my life, because we're always responsible for our own decisions. But what we are saying is, I'm responsible for me, you're responsible for you, but because I know you, and you know me, and I know you have my best interest in mind, I give you the ability and the authority to speak into my life and to give me counsel. God doesn't surround us with people just so we can complain to them. He surrounds us with people so we can help each other. Genuine, deep, purposeful community is risky. It requires maturity and trust and self-control from everybody involved. Eventually in the story of David with Jonathan, King Saul, Jonathan's father, tries to kill David. And yet Jonathan stays committed to his friend, even with his father trying to kill him. He even goes so far to warn David about his father's schemes. In the same way, when we have deep relationships with others around us, we'll have the opportunity to either hurt or the opportunity to protect each other. We must always protect each other in our relationships. Our small group must be a place where we can share candidly, knowing that everything we share will be kept in the strictest of confidentiality. Nothing will destroy your group quicker than one member spreading stories about others in the group, even if it's under that old guise of a prayer request.
In addition, you also have to understand how to give godly counsel and walk through struggles together. You know, when I share a struggle in my life, I'm not looking for a quick fix or a simple solution. You know, something that worked for you just might not work that great for me. Certainly, there are times where I need someone who will help confront me in the things I'm struggling with in my sin. But often, what I really need is a friend who just loves me enough to walk through it with me patiently. And in those times that I forget what God's doing in my life that will remind me, and he'll remind me of my purpose, the purpose in my life. Jonathan demonstrates this in 1 Samuel chapter 23, verses 15 through 18. David learned that Saul had come out to take his life. And Saul's son Jonathan went to David and helped him find strength in God. Don't be afraid, he said. My father Saul will not lay a hand on you. You will be king over Israel and I will be second to you. Even my father Saul knows this. The two of them made a covenant before the Lord. Then Jonathan went home, but David remained at Horesh. Jonathan modeled how to help a friend. He didn't give David some empty, it'll all be okay promise or that old religious, I'll pray for you. No, he, he helped reconnect David with God and reminded him of God's purpose for his life. He even went to the point of saying that he would be second in command, essentially laying aside his right to the throne in recognition of his friend's calling. That is the depth of community you can start developing in your small group. That is the depth of relationship that helps us defeat our giants. To provide some security as a group begins to dive into deeper relationships over the next few weeks, we've provided a brief set of group guidelines in this study guide. Now, some of these things are across every small group, like be confidential, don't share what's shared in this group, and don't offer quick fixes, but there's also a space that you can do something dedicated to your group, like childcare, if that's an issue for your group as well as starting to determine what start time and end time you guys will abide by so that way everybody in the group knows what the group is doing. Now, I want you to enjoy your group time. I encourage you to share openly and honestly. Maybe it's going to be the, for the first time and just and see what God does in your group as we work together to become all that God has created us to be. Next week, we're going to practice some of the habits that help David grow spiritually and prepare him for God's destiny for his life. We hope to see you then. With our small group, um, it was, it's the first time that, that I'd been in a small group. And we uh, were hosting, we decided to host a small group. Um, it, being in the small group, it was the first time I was able to share uh, feelings, read the Bible out loud with other people, um, share uh, problems that I've had, um, challenges that I have, silly things that I do. Um, and, and, and others as well. And when I would say these silly things out loud, it didn't sound as crazy to me, and everyone was accepting of these things, and it, it helped me work through this. And the small, the small group for me, it was like a beginning domino effect, and it just started to spiral um, in, in, in terms of relationships with other people and with God. I'd never done a small group. I, I think I was intimidated. I was a little frightened to share things. You know, just being able to, to share something and, and trust these people that they're not going to go out. Because I'm a teacher in the community, I just can't have someone knowing something that means so much to me so deeply and go out and spread it around because all the kids in the community and this and that. So 
Now we, we're working on everything. We're building the trust. We've shared things, and and we, we just want to keep marching in that direction. God willing, you know, it takes time to build these relationships, and things started coming out about members hurts that they've had, and and some members that that. You know, they've, they've lost a son early on in life, and we were unaware of that. Um, uh, but it, it just kind of came full circle.